Hey everybody, it's Ron from the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast Network, here to talk to you today about SpinWiz Comics. SpinWizComics.com is an indie comics discovery platform. It's designed to help comic book readers find new content, with over 60 publishers and over 400 different comic titles to choose from, and growing every week. Most of the content right now is free to read, but there are options available to purchase PDFs and support creators you read the most. And right now, as part of the promotion, IB Comics is offering the first four issues of Grace, free to read. And for all you music fans out there, the first 28 pages of Legba's Juke Joint, Volume 1. You can read all of these for free at spinwizcomics.com. So if you're a content creator out there, check it out. It's a no-hassle platform whose core goal is to help with awareness, to essentially take your comic book and put it out there for new readers. It's as easy as uploading a couple of PDFs, toss them into a Dropbox or Google, and within a day, your stuff will be online and available for purchase or for new readers to check out. SpinWizComics.com. Check it out today. Direct from the beautiful Inland Blue Studios, honey. This is the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast with your host, that fine ass Chris Thayer, that beautiful Steve Hill, and that big hunk of chunk of meat, Ron Mills. Woo! Mama's hot up in here. Let's get this party started. All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast. Here with your host today. Oh, me, Steve Hale, <laughs> Mike Jones, Mike Eastman, and I'm Ron Miltz. It's been so long since Steve's been on the show. It has been a while, he, a little out of the rotation there. I, so. uh, well, this is our I, literally our first time since March that we haven't had you on a phone call. That's true. Yeah. So know. welcome I, I, back, been, Steve. Thank you. I've been I've been uh, I've been hiding out because I'm I'm uh, highly uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Essential. Expendable. I'm expendable. <laughs> there so you go. <laughs> I'm I've been thrust thrust deep deep into the heart of darkness with this uh, our current plague so i don't want to risk uh contaminating anybody see so. i thought you were here because you finally got parole well <laughs> last week it was kind of a you know there was an initiation process that happened saturday night that i, I knew i wasn't going to be able to be here as early uh sunday morning as i would have liked fair so, enough fair you know. enough so uh, are you going to be like Little Creeper now, or is that a... Uh... Uh, we don't really get cool gang names, oh, not yet, anyway. That's, not, that's so, no fun. That's know. so fun. Yeah. So what's everybody else been up to? Mike, how about you? Mike or Mike? Go ahead, Eastman. Uh, not much for me. Just working on uh, my theater group, so I put it on a show online, because that's all we can do right now. So I've just been trying to get that all edited up and ready to go. Nice. How about you? Uh, working on projects in the yard, you know, honey-do listing. That's, that's basically my life. Uh, I am working, you know, my job picked up a little bit, but other than that, I mean. Good times. Working and working. I, I have done nothing but sit in front of a computer screen for a week uh, studying for my new job, uh, which left me lots of time to watch uh, all of the DC fandom over the weekend. Excellent. Um, which, it really wasn't that long. It was basically the Hall H panel from Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have any place to present it, so they were like, hey, how about we just do this thing in August where we do literally the same exact thing we do at Hall H, but we'll do it online. I'm sure you were excited to some degree, but I know that you like the the experience of being in the crowd because i'm always like i'll just watch this motherfucker on my phone 
while I'm on the convention floor. Sure. Yeah. Five minutes after a broadcast, and, and Ron's like, "Dude, it's not the same. It's not." Well, they I also tell you a lot of times you can't record things. Shit. Sure. You know, so well, I can me, imagine this is a little hard for you. I will ask you this question. If you recall, when we went to the Force Awakens panel in 2015, I think it was, um, yeah. how did it feel when Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill all walked out on stage together? I have to admit, I was a bit of a clempt. <laughs> <laughs> I, was a little, uh, I was a little taken back. There's, yeah. There is nothing quite like seeing the entire cast of the Avengers Infinity War on stage together. There's nothing like seeing your childhood heroes all together on stage. There's nothing like being 25 feet from Gal Gadot and thinking to yourself, in no world ever will I ever get to touch a woman <laughs> that beautiful. <laughs> you know, She's a bit of an Aphrodite. You know, yeah. in, in the same, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of women in the, that room feeling the same way about all the Chris's. Oh, so, sure. Whether Absolutely. it be the Pines, the Hemsworths, or the Pratt's. It is know? the tri They're a trifecta as well. Oh, there's uh, the Chris's are out of control with These their hands. They know, should make right? a movie with uh, all the Chris's. You think oh so? God, yeah, dude. the Chris Squad. Oh, imagine if they redid Ghostbusters with just I, the Chris's. You know what? I think, <laughs> I think the sale in, in, in sexy women's panties would go through the roof because they would just be tossing their <laughs> panties at the fucking screen <laughs> constantly with those guys, dude. Well, I will tell you that, uh, yes, I did miss the Hall H and the Comic-Con online experience. Like, that stuff doesn't do it for me. I don't need to watch another fucking Zoom meeting for the rest of my life after the last <laughs> six months. Um, I'm good as far as I that bet, goes. I but, bet. but as far as um, what we got the, uh, yesterday... Very slick presentation, um, a lot of really cool and interesting stuff, and we're going to get into most of it um, because some of it's exciting, you know? So let's get let's jump into the thing I think that caught all of our eyes the most, which was the Batman. Um, yes. So they're 25% into shooting this movie before it shuts down, this new Rob Pattinson film, yet they brought a trailer like they do at Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, I, the first thing I'll say is the stuff they shot having no special effects looks amazing yeah like and and i'm dumbfounded that that is like what we're getting right I, now. i am a lot more optimistic than i thought i would be yeah i wasn't feeling the uh the sparkly vampire batman but you know but he's pulling it off i mean well, I, so I think he looks i think he looks more it looks more like they're going with the uh batman detective which that's what I want. And it's he, set in, uh, I think, uh, year two about of his origin. So yes. basically, like, people are still unsure how to feel about him. Right, right, right. Now, there, if you've never read the Batman Year One comic, <clears throat> amazing, like, arc right there. Like, in the Year One comic, like, he's fucking missing teeth because he keeps getting his ass kicked. He's broken, breaking bones. Like, he doesn't know how to be Batman There's yet, a learning you know? curve. Right. And, and they kind of touched a little bit on that in the Bale movies, but they didn't, like, really jump full wholehearted into it you know um this darker fucking grittier um uh, and one of the things he said in the interview uh the director who i believe is matt reeves yeah um he says gotham needs to be a character in batman the same way that um uh, uh any other character is he's all and every one of the movies has had a different feel to it um, and he's like, we're not shooting this in New York. We want this to have its own feel. So they're shooting it in England. Oh. And I, I believe mm. he said Liverpool. Don't quote me if I'm wrong. Um, so all the downtown settings will have a different, like for American audiences, like if you've never been there, Liverpool is like 
industrial. It's a very like working class city. Yeah. But 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 big high rise buildings and such. And, you know. And narrow streets. Yes. Narrow yes. lanes, lots of alleys. Yeah. yeah. So it it ha- it'll have a very different because like if you watch the Nolan films, Gotham is Chicago. Like you're watching oh, this yeah. and you're it's like, it's 100. percent It's got yeah. the L. Yeah. <laughs> it even has the L. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. Like the yeah. first one, you were like, oh, there's some interesting buildings that they've like dumped into Chicago, and then the next two, they were like, we're just not even going to pretend anymore. Right. You know? Um, the, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the Burton one, Gotham was, it wasn't New York, but it kind of felt like New York. It, it was like a mix between New York and downtown LA. With, with some giant statues, buildings, yeah. uh, you know, like just big atlases sure. holding the world. You're and like, shit, and then you know. there was, you're like, oh, look, Edward Scissorhands came through this park over here, you know? Right. So, yeah. 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 Um, but every one of these movies, we get a little iteration. Uh, we don't talk about the Joel Schumacher ones. Because those ones were just sort of like way too much blacklight. I just <sighs> neon, yeah, neon bulbs. <laughs> Somewhere out there, there's a good cut of that third Batman movie with no, Jim Carrey. I, uh, I swear, no, there I, isn't. I, there's not. <laughs> no, there isn't. With Tommy you know, Lee Jones' performances in that, no. That I've ever like in the middle of it just stood the fuck up and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I'll see you guys in the fucking parking lot. I will say I was a kid and, when that movie came out, and I fucking adored that movie. Oh, man. See, I was- uh, 19, 20? Yeah, at least- Kiss from the Rose was 95. There. So yeah. it was 95, yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I literally sat out in the parking lot until Kevin and the rest of the guys came out. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. This is garbage, <laughs> man. I can't do it. Dude. I remember I collected all yeah. the McDonald's cups. Oh, wow. Well, Very- you know, we're all- we're all collectors in that aspect. I mean, Ron and I, and uh, Mike, I'm sure we collected the Empire Strikes Back Star Wars ones. Oh, the glass ones? Burger oh, yeah. King. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still uh, back have in them. The day. I, I have a Boba Fett one yeah. still. So nice. If you go in my bar in and... the other room, I have uh, two sets of the glass uh, that are up on the top shelf. God forbid if there's ever an earthquake. <laughs> right, yeah. I've always told the boys, dude, this is daddy's glass. <laughs> you were to never touch this glass. Ever. So, so uh Getting getting into the uh, what we saw on the trailer because obviously we didn't see a ton we but we did see the character breakdowns. Um, I'm we're guessing that the, uh, uh, the the hooded figure with the goggles was the Riddler. Well, you know we're hearing all the the rhyming and everything. Sure, so I'm, sure. I'm guessing Riddler, but I'm happy that we're getting like the whole, you know, the whole. Rogues gallery, criminal rogues gallery. Yeah, oh, they I mean, got a lot going on. We got Catwoman. On. We got uh, the Penguin. We yeah. have uh, like the Joker's, Joker's crew. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna going see the there. Joker. I'm just. I think we're just gonna see his right. his crew. Yeah. Well, the, well yeah. they've also got like Carmon Falcone is gonna be in this yep. movie. Uh, and then there's this whole like that no one's talking about that this might actually be a Court of Owls movie. Wow. Uh, okay. Which is nice. which is like so they're gonna introduce all the the rogues gallery, but it's really gonna be about possibly the court of owls happening. Like, and if you're not familiar with that storyline, amazing fucking Batman storyline. Yes. So uh, I agree with Mike. I mean, it's it's got the detective aspect to it. it. It has got a feel like Seven. Yeah. Which man, I mean, you get me fucking going <laughs> with Seven. You know, I mean, what an amazing movie that was. And, and here you've got the same kind of fucking thing. You get this guy's head wrapped up and. In duct tape with a note to it and shit. It's, it's, what a way to die! Oh fuck! Just no. suffocate with duct tape wrapped around oh, your face. God oh no! Damn. Maybe, maybe for he's everything. just exfoliating you guys. Like why are you? <laughs> he's, he's pulling all that crap out of his pores. He's just like thing. they're like, do you have blackheads? Let me help you. <laughs> See now, now that's part of the darkness that I, I'm liking about this preview. Is the blackheads? Is, well, I mean, you know, killing so, so you know so grotesquely. Yeah, exactly. And then when. Pattinson beats up that Joker henchman 
And even when the guy is obviously unconscious on the ground, goes in for two more punches to yeah. the head. Yeah. I mean, he has raw rage in this, and it's awesome. He's not holding back as a good guy. I, I like, well, he's not justice. He's vengeance. Well, yes. yeah. And I like a Batman that's like a Dark Knight Returns Batman. Um, I mean, the Affleck Batman's a little murdery, um, which is fine uh, for that universe. Uh, but for uh, a traditional Batman, like he'll literally beat a dude into fucking the inability to walk, you yeah, know, and be yeah. like, yeah, he'll learn to walk again. He's young. Um, Eventually. Yeah, but he, but he, I mean, he just doesn't kill people, but he's not against breaking bones, yeah. you know, and I'm okay with the Batman like that, you know? You Fuck know, some dudes to, up. To a lot of the Square community out there, they don't realize <clears throat> that, that Batman over the last, uh, what, 75 years has had many different writers, many different story arcs, m- many different directions, and, and that's what a lot of these movies are, are kind of, diving into yeah it's not the the 1960s what batusi fucking thing anymore <laughs> there's lots of jokers there's yeah. you know the, the the one where he, he what's his name makes him cut his own face off yeah, and yeah. staple it back on and shit you they know? did I that mean, on gotham which was the newest joker yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. i mean it, there, there's a lot of story out there and and to go ahead and just try to pigeonhole into the same thing constantly who wants to watch that? Well, I, even I back in the original days, like the Joker was a killer, and then very quickly the comics code came in, and the Joker then pulled off elaborate pranks. Like, <laughs> yep, yeah. There's nothing scarier than a guy in a clown costume that's like, and look, it's a balloon. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. Like, oh, this will mess up your day. <laughs> you are now inconvenienced. There's lots of traffic. <laughs> um, but you're you're not wrong. Like, and the, one of the things they talked about in the uh, uh, the presentation was essentially like. There have been a lot of iterations of Batman, and we're trying to do something that we've never seen before, um, more detective-driven. Uh, you know, Batman tends to just be in the other movies. It's a lot of punching, you know, yeah. and not and, a lot and just of just high-tech, yeah, gadgetry. Sure, you know, or it's like I've got a sol- I've got a high-tech gadget solution to every almost almost issue, like he, he's you know? he's the the. The one-man SWAT team sure. for Gotham PD. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. and I think with this one, they're gonna give him a mystery to solve, which I'm all about. Yeah. And, and you know, it's the the fun thing to me is that um, uh, one of the things we we didn't talk about when we watched all the trailers ahead of time was they did a, a, tr- a thing for the Flash movie that they're gonna make, um, and Affleck has already signed on for it, as has Michael Keaton. Um, because oh, uh, interesting. because right. Flash, they're doing Flashpoint, so he's gonna like change time multiple times. Okay. So now the idea of the DC multiverse is really coming into play in the movies. So now you can have all these fucking iterations of Batman running around together, and it's not weird, you know. We Which, could do one of those things where, like, when that comes out, and hopefully one day we'll be able to go to the movie theaters again. I'll have a little smoke. <laughs> And you could record my face as I try to fucking keep track of the fucking time continuum going on. I watch my jaw open and the drool just start running down my fucking chin. Well, it's going to be... Uh, What's going on, man? You're gonna When you go to the movies again, it's going to be... We're all going to be John Travolta bubble boys where it's like little... little you know, didn't you didn't you say you went out to dinner and had I, an experience I, like uh, that? I just celebrated my twentieth wedding anniversary with my lovely wife Jennifer, and uh, we went out to dinner last night. Very, uh, very pinkies out, uh, El Torito in Oh, Newport. did you go to the Elephant Castle type? Uh... <laughs> this was something else. I mean, parking lot full of Ferraris, uh, the, probably the most brand new Teslas, uh, y- 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 the whole thing. And um, we were literally like in people aquariums. It was, 
<laughs> it was very fucking ridiculous, dude. But uh, you know, it was good. It was good steak. I'm sure it was. You know? so... Did any kids walk up and tap on the glass, licking <laughs> <laughs> the window? No, but at one point, I, I looked over at the table next to me, and I kind of made like a fish face with my my hands going out like fins, and I got the chick laughing. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, we walked into this fucking place like, I mean, the fucking Morticia and Gomez. I mean, black on black. Oh, they must have thought they're like, oh, it's new money. Well, new and money plus I had, you know, I had, room. I had my, I had my aviators on that Ron sold me on many years ago. Love me the aviators. My my hair was all fucking black and spiky. I just got a new fresh uh, uh, dye job on, you know, so, not some fucking gray. And uh, you know, Jennifer's hey, what are you all, trying to say, man? What are you trying I'll to say? I tell you here? what, that is a beautiful, beautiful beard. I, I hope the fans check out the 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 pages and see Ron with this beautiful thick. Uh, well, you, you told me for pepper. You- pepper pepper gray beard you told me for years that i would look great with this beard and i'm already planning to let it go bushy like i did when i was camping a few weeks ago and we're gonna do popeye uh family for halloween this year <laughs> and i'm gonna no, no no more of like the thick bottom and we're gonna dress ronald andrew up as popeye and the, the wife up as olive oil and i'm going as bluto dude like i'm gonna get the little i already have nice. the george R. R. martin hat and i need a fucking blue shirt in that beard, and I'll dye it black like yours, Steve, and I'm and I'm gonna walk around like pinching my eye the whole time, you know. <laughs> mm. Dude, since I just have the chops, you know, if I if I don't dye them, they get super gray and fucking. One of the boys says, "You look like uh, you look like Captain Jack's friend on the boat, <laughs> Gibbs." <laughs> Gibbs, and I was like. Jennifer, mix up the fucking hair dye. <laughs> it's like, it's terrible. So I liked it better when I looked like the fucking Wolverine, man. So, you look like so I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not ready to be the gray wolf yet, man. It's not. So. Uh, you got me thinking. So we've been doing, uh, during quarantine, we've been doing film watches. So we finally got around to that. He had never seen the Pirates movies. Like, okay. You just can't sit through them because they're so fucking long, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but we finally sat down and started watching them all. And this led to uh, us going, oh, man, we like Johnny Depp movies. So then we watched Edward Scissorhands, which he mm. had done. And now he's like, is Johnny Depp in this movie? Like, <laughs> every movie where he's all, we can, can we watch another Johnny Depp movie? I really like him as an actor. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, we've done a lot of, uh, lo- lot of watching, too. We've done um, Escape from New York. Oh, nice. Um, uh, it's a lot of weird, you know, kind of. 80s movies like that. Introduced you know? the boy to Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yes, love, yes. My boys love Big Trouble. It was a lot, of time. a lot of time. Oh, and you know what? It's funny because I hadn't, like, I love that movie, but not having watched it in a while. Like, I never realized Kurt Russell's doing a John Wayne impression the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And he's literally, and the whole, the comedy in it, which some people, because we, we had some friends that I was like, you've never seen it? You got to watch it. And they watch it and they didn't get it. And I'm all, the comedy in it is that he's supposed to be John Wayne. And he's supposed to be the quote-unquote hero, and he is the least effectual hero ever. <laughs> he does nothing in the entire fucking movie to help the plot. He literally stumbles from set to set to set, and all the Asian guys do all the work. Yet he takes all the credit at the end, which is the beauty of it. It fucking makes me laugh. Well, the boys have been loving the Kurt Russell movies, too, but I was like, you know what? We need to sit down and watch. It's a little movie called The Thing. You had them watch yes. The Thing? No. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> That's like mom, nightmares. Right now, so mom is 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 home during this whole pandemic, so I can't get it in yet. Yes. <laughs> but it's on its way. <laughs> Special uncut movie. edition. <laughs> Such a good movie. Oh. All right, Dad, so- what's happening to that dog? Dad, what's going on with that dog? <laughs> 
So back, we got sidetracked. Uh, this was like the last time when we were like trying to talk about Tron Three. Oh. Well, I mean, honestly, it's it's been a, it's been a minute since we've been together. Oh, so no. you guys gotta bear with us as we uh, enjoy Absolutely. this moment. And you know, it's kind of the fun is like being. Uh, uh, it's hard doing the uh, over the, the internet ones. It's just not the same. No, no it's not. So well, it's not. and Chris and I have you know we've done the best we can to keep the podcast going, but we wanted to like find a way to get us back in the room together. So y'all like at home. All, all 10 of you that are left listening can actually, you know, enjoy the show. Like, it, you know, and it makes you feel like we're pre-pandemic a little again. Yeah. So, but back to uh, what we're seeing. Are we all on board for the, I mean, I was the one literally coming on the announcement of this going, I'm not interested in another Batman movie. Please tell another fucking story. And I kind of really want to see this. Yeah. I do too. I mean, that's why they're going to keep making movies like this is because we all might be sick of the same world, the same story, the same characters being introduced over and over and over. But in the end, it still fucking looks great. And, and I I'm going to eat it up like fucking popcorn. I think these motherfuckers are listening to our podcast and they heard what we were saying and they said, watch, we're going to dazzle you motherfuckers some more. <laughs> and they have. They hooked me. I've been saying for a while, I'm kind of over all these superhero fucking movies. And I just watched out and I said, holy shit, when do we go? <laughs> right? When, when is this on? Next year? Okay, I'm well, waiting. It's, it's interesting because they're kind of taking almost the Nolan approach where people are kind of sick of the Batman movies and then Nolan's like, let me make it gritty and real. And yeah. people yeah, went, Nolan- yeah, we're kind of tired of the gritty, grimdark stuff. And he's like, okay, well, let's make it even more real and like really like down and dingy and grounded so i think like for me coming out of this dc event like the batman got me excited the one that i'm like i have trepidations about but god damn it if it didn't look good as well was the suicide squad um first off that first suicide squad movie the trailer looked amazing right yeah and then i saw it and it just it just was not a good movie not at all but god damn it this no new one and james gunn he just doesn't do like his movies. I like every James Gunn movie I've ever He's seen. He's already done a great superhero movie with Super. Sure. And then of course, you know, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy. But what I like about I actually I'm more excited for his Suicide Squad than I am for Batman, just because it looks so colorful, it looks so much fun. Um, I know it's gonna have a dark undercurrent to it, and so it's just that. It reminds me of The Boys, where it's like yeah. really big, really bright, but really dark and twisted when you start to look at it. I mean, it is so full of characters that you are going to see a lot of dead fucking superheroes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it, it was kind of funny because watching the trailer, I'm like, all of Hollywood is in this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, Nathan Fillion, that dude's going to die in like the first scene he's in. <laughs> well, I kept watching the trailer and then the behind the scenes footage, like seeing the polka dot man. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that guy in the mocap, mocap shoot, uh, suit. Like, wonder who he's playing. Is that is that Croc? Killer Croc? Like, no, that's the constant. He's not the wrong size for Killer Croc. So I kept trying to figure out who he's playing. And then the trailer kept going. And it's like, polka dot man. I'm like, oh, that's are, his thing. Are you not familiar with polka dot man? <laughs> I am not familiar with polka James dot man. Gunn, when he brought together this Suicide Squad, he did some deep cuts on some of these yeah, heroes. Yeah. And Polka Dot Man is a terrible villain. <laughs> Just a terrible... And like, his brother's playing, like, some, like, rat creature Oh, thing. yeah, a weasel. A weasel? Yeah. A uh, weasel is, uh... God, what, well, whose rogues gallery is he a part of? want to say the flash but that's probably not right it just some of these heroes i mean you're like it's some serious deep cuts on some of these guys like you got to be a hardcore dc fan to know who the hell any of these guys are well and, and you know that's always been kind of and i've said it myself before in the past i said man we just keep seeing the fucking joker and you know the same fucking villains all the time well that's because they were the best villains because those comics have a lot of villains that Made it for an issue, maybe two. Right. They weren't fucking very good. Right, right. You know, I mean, here are these guys sitting around an office spitballing ideas. Just They're trying to make issues. Yeah. And, and they're just, you know, 
and, and a lot of times they had a lot of misses. Yes. So, you know, I mean, it's just full of them. It's sort of like uh, we've seen like three Fantastic Four movies and all we ever see is Doc Doom. And yep. that's because the Fantastic Four rogues gallery is not great. It is Like, elite. you're all, yeah. who are we going to fight? Mole men and the mole people? Or, right. Or do we wanna, I mean, Annihilus is kind of cool, but he's like third grade Ultron, you know? Yeah. But with these Batman heroes and, and with the Suicide Squad in general, like, you have a really fun opportunity to play with some of the archetypes of, like, especially, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, you know, uh, where James Gunn, like, you know, has made essentially his big-time name at this yeah. point um, with Guardians. Uh, but I fully expect Weasel to be, like, you know, like an evil rocket raccoon, and you've got like you know John Cena uh, as the evil Captain America. Yeah, yeah, like you've got like all this sort of. I think he's gonna play into the tropes that we expect, and then just fuck with him, and then they're gonna kill some folks. Like that's oh. like bar none. Fucking dead, <laughs> dead. Too many people don't, not to. Don't worry about seeing. You won't have to wonder where they're gonna land in the further, you know, in future movies, right? Because they're fucking dead in this movie. Well, and it's funny because the first Suicide Squad, I remember, because we all went to see it together. Yes. And we walked out of the theater, and I was like, you know, for a Suicide Squad, there wasn't a lot of death in this movie. They killed like the Indian guy, like in like his first scene. Uh, when he like shot up the side, and then mm -hmm. I'm like, and I think like the broho died, the brujo died, yeah, yeah. but that was it. Like there, everybody else survived, and I was like, why? Why would we even bother? Like we, why did we bother making this? Well, plus it? you look at the original Suicide Squad movie, you have really dumb characters like Captain Boomerang and Slipknot. Okay, but first they... off, Captain Boomerang is amazing. <laughs> like he throws, he, Jai Courtney running around. Laughing and being a jackass, throwing boomerangs. What more? You know, but they you played know, it straight, and it was lame and stupid. Because like, is this supposed to be cool? But he's at least James Gunn is willing to make these things be ridiculous. He's Captain Boomerang, so you don't like him now, but he'll come back around to you. Don't worry. Uh, Booyah! <laughs> I'll be here all week. Thank you. Dad jokes. Tip your waitress. So do you think by this movie he's he's gotten himself a promotion? Is I he think like, so. I think he's gone out as far as he can. You know, and he's coming back. Remember when he started off as Lieutenant Boomerang? Yeah, that was yeah. all. Yeah, it wasn't as interesting. I'm running for president, Boomerang. <laughs> now, I I think in 10 years, based off just these two uh, trailers, in 10 years, uh, we're going to look back on these trailers as we look back on the trailers in the 90s where there was the boom-boom in a world. Yeah, I love no, those now, trailers. Now these trailers, it's all pop songs in a lower tempo in a minor key. Uh, yeah, but I mean, they used the uh, Nirvana song, uh, Something in the Way, uh -huh. uh, for the Batman. Which exactly. Is, yeah. I mean, dude, that song's from it sounds, 1991. And it they used the Shrek song rad. for uh, um, Suicide Squad. Did they? Yeah. Or for this one. What was it? It's the Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cohen. Oh, no, no, that was from... Uh, yeah, was Suicide the, Squad just now. The Suicide Squad didn't use Hallelujah. No, it was... Uh, no, no, the oh, Justice one. League did. Justice League. Oh, that yes, was so it. they also right. used that in um, Watchmen. Watchmen and a very effective scene when yes, when they're <laughs> fucking up in the the, the owl. Yeah, shit, so, you know? so that's gonna be the new thing. In ten years, it we're gonna look back and laugh. Yeah, but people already roll their eyes at it. It just it needs to be applied well. Yeah, I think every movie should be the trailer should be done to All Star. Uh, by Smash Mouth. <laughs> like, no matter what it is, it could be like Schindler's List, and they're like, hey, now. Oh, fuck. No, but God that gets damn. a sad all star. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, let's it's all, hey, slow now, it down. You're in all. I can't wait for the all star in the minor key. And bringing <laughs> back to what we were talking to before the podcast, speaking of all star, it was Mystery Men. It all comes yeah. full circle back. Oh, there. there it is. Yep. There it is. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, are we on board for Suicide Squad? Even though it's a fool me once situation. 
Like, does this one have enough cred with James Gunn and what we've seen so far? Hell yes. I uh, yeah, I think it's it's gonna bring us back. Steve, how do you feel? I, I'm in. I mean. <laughs> I'm just ridiculous. I'm just like, take my fucking money. Here's my 12 bucks. <laughs> Isn't it terrible, too, because we got done with the first one, and we're like, never again. Never. And then this one, I'm all, god damn it, that doesn't look good. Well, you get James Gunn on board and give him the well, the freedom to do stuff. You got James Gunn on board. You still got Margot Robbie as fucking Harley, Harley Quinn. Yeah. And, and I don't give a fuck what anybody says of jumping on the bandwagon or not. But, you know, I remember sitting there watching Harley Quinn for the first time in the animated series thinking, I hope they put this fucking character in one of these movies because it's he is gonna be banging hot, dude. And they didn't disappoint. No, so. not even a little. <laughs> not not at all. Uh, I and they one of the things that they mentioned that it was very quick, but essentially they're making James Gunn is making it like a '70s war film uh, with the Suicide Squad. So it sounds like they're gonna be going like into the jungle, as it were, for yeah. whatever this mission is. I'm in. Like if you can give me like yeah. Rambo. Like with the Suicide Squad, Predator. With yeah, the suicide like I'm squad. in, yeah. dude. Sign me up. That yep. sounds like fun. Uh, all right, so let's talk uh, Wonder Woman '84. So we watched that preview. Uh, I, I, as a fan of comics, love the first three quarters of the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Um, all the way through, um, uh, like the World War One sequence and all uh -huh. that is amazing. Uh -huh. And then it just becomes like CGI bullshit for like the last like 20 minutes of the yeah, film when he's fighting yeah. Ares. Um, uh, and I just the, the ending wasn't strong for me. So I go into this movie with like, I, I hope it's good. Um, I just don't want it to be CGI bullshit fight at the end, which is kind of what it looked like. Yeah, uh, she turns the into the Catwoman yeah. thing or whatever I mean, that is. as long as that as the cheetah doesn't have a butthole like the Cats movie, I think we're good. But <laughs> I, I think know. that's necessary. <laughs> I have Cats. It's necessary. It was written they, into Kristen Wiig's uh, contract. <laughs> that yeah. shit, her butthole had yeah. to be on screen. <laughs> I want to see her butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so What? Um <laughs> but how did after the Wonder Woman eighty four trailer? How did you guys uh, are you guys excited about this one? I am absolutely. Uh, I'm st I still have the criticism that I had in the first Wonder Woman, which uh, can we have a female superhero who doesn't fall in love? I mean, I understand falling in love with Chris Pine. Who wouldn't? Uh, he's kind of dreamy. Yeah, but I mean. I was kind of hoping they wouldn't bring him back for I think the second already, one. I mean, we did that with Captain Marvel. I don't know that. I mean, you know. And I have no problem with Diana having, you know. Chris Pine. Yeah. It's what I also love about comic and sci-fi movies and fantasy movies is that Chris Pine died in the last movie. And we're going to find out how the fuck they brought him back <laughs> in 1984. Right. I'm interested. It's, it's always an interesting thing. It, it, it's always funny to me that they go, yeah, we're going to kill him. And then after the movie, they go, Fuck, we shouldn't kill that motherfucker. <laughs> they actually like that guy. <laughs> you know? We thought we were being edgy, and boy, did we miss the mark on that shit. We got to bring that motherfucker back. At this point, haven't we realized that, like, uh, it, no matter who dies in whatever movie, they're going to come back at some point? <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, the entire Star Trek saga. Jesus Christ. Is <laughs> Right. Yes, Jesus Christ. Uh, the sequel to the Mormon one is not as good. The third of that movie, but or trilogy. But anyways, um, the uh, uh, missed my joke there. I was trying for it, it didn't quite happen. Uh, but the, uh, the literally the Star Trek series became about like, oh shit, we killed Spock. Everybody loves Spock. Well, let's just make two more movies about bringing him back to life. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, but yeah. So Wonder Woman eighty four. Uh, are we excited about this one? Yeah. I'm. I'm in. I'll watch it, definitely. Yeah, I mean, quite frankly, my wife loved yeah. the first one. So did mine. So I'll be seeing this. I mean, I, I... Not that I didn't... I mean, I had some 
some problems with the first one sure. myself, but not enough to say that I wouldn't go see this. I'll go see it for sure. I mean, the first one was fun, but I, I just like the ending wasn't what I was hoping for. Yeah. Um, especially with the first. I mean, I would love to have spent more time with her on the battlefields running around. I yeah, thought that, that was the interesting fun like stuff. Like that 15 minutes of the movie, I was like, dude, this is amazing. Yeah. Like her running around the the uh, you know the 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 World War One and jumping the line and getting into the no uh, man's land. Yeah, like just. I was like, holy shit. Well, plus dude. also her reaction to like seeing what people are doing to each other. And it's like, wait, you guys, the horrors of war and what this is, this is normal? Yeah, right, right. So either way. Uh, so let's talk uh, the last thing that we, uh, or, I mean, we did get some other information out of DC Fandom. Uh, they announced uh, Shazam 2. Uh, mm-hmm. And they got Zachary Levi up there to talk about what's going to be happening in the next one. Uh, they talked. They finally uh, confirmed the Black Adam movie uh, with The Rock, uh, and they showed some uh, uh, you know artwork of him um, as Black Adam. And he's going to be. It's going to take place in the past apparently, uh, and he's going to be fighting against the Justice Society. Oh, um, cool! So they're doing it as I think as a prequel, and then they'll bring him in eventually to the uh, the more modern movies uh, yeah. is what they were talking about. Um, but the big one uh, that kind of, I think, precipitated all this was they finally showed the footage from the Snyder Cut for Justice League, um, which is funny because I remember as I'm watching this, it's all the footage I saw from Comic-Con like f- four years ago, yep. you know? Um, and some of the, uh, uh, I mean, we all saw it, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but some of the information, which is all stuff we already knew, or we knew from that panel four years ago, which is... The Snyder Cut's coming out next year. It's going to be four hours long. So essentially they're doing the uh, Justice League Part 1 and 2 that we were promised initially. Um, and then uh, uh, they're going to release it in four one-hour installments. Uh, so where it's going to be like a mini-series of sorts, you know. I love long-form storytelling. I do as well. So do I. I do yep. as well. Um, and, and it seems like uh, what we're watching, it's, it's none of the footage that made it into the movie. Um, it's all the cut storylines and everything. Uh, we'll get to see Superman in the black suit. Uh, Henry Cavill will, uh, will have his actual lip for this movie, yeah. which I'm kind of excited about. <laughs> What's the you point, know? even? <laughs> <laughs> if he can't have a CGI lip, then I'm not in. <laughs> is that that's your breaking point? That's my breaking point. So uh, I know this one is probably going to be the one that's the most conflicted because I I'm one of the few people that I actually like the Snyderverse, uh, the uh, Batman versus Superman and the Man of Steel. Um, uh, only the theatrical or the uh, uh, special edition for the Batman versus Superman, the theatrical cut, I did not enjoy um, because it took out 27 minutes of plot and the movie didn't make any fucking sense true um but uh how do we feel about this or is this something we're gonna watch oh definitely it's now i'm interested to are they gonna drop all four or are they gonna spread them out by like a week um i don't think they're gonna do the netflix model dude i think they're gonna i think disney plus and the mandalorian has proved to us that slowly releasing stuff creates water cooler talk yep. and i know that in this room like steve's on this with me i'm yes. i'm done binging stuff like yeah. i'm gonna take it in smaller I can't chunks do it, man. yeah i just can't do it well not only that but it, it's you almost, lose a lot it's like you lose a lot yeah man. the serotonin hit is great because you're yeah. like i just want all the story now but at the same time it's like i just forget everything like 10 minutes later yes you know? most yeah. definitely yeah you know? strangers things season two exactly it's I was still like, a blur to me the- still a blur because i watched it all in 24 hours yeah yeah and i'm just like yeah wait yeah, oh, all wait. you need to remember is she went to chicago <laughs> to party with the x-men <laughs> that's all you kid. need to remember <laughs> <laughs> no uh but i mean i i i take for example we sat through seven years of game of thrones or eight years of game of thrones yes. at this point uh and the thing that made it work was the weekly 
hit and you got it and you sat through an hour and then you got an, a week to think about it before the next one and rewatch yeah and mm-hmm. the mandalorian was the same it was like i was on friday mornings i would get up friday morning before work and before ronald and andrew had to go to school and we would at like 5 30 a.m 6 a.m watch the half hour mandalorian and then get dressed and go to school because i was like i'm not gonna have time tonight because we're gonna be like doing stuff uh and over the weekend but i definitely want to watch this now and that appointment viewing and that waiting for that week made it yeah. more interesting 100 percent. i mean the whole basis of our show is is being these 40 something year old dads yeah. with kids and doing this with our kids etc or even if you don't have kids mm-hmm. you've lived this life for your entire life right and this gives me something to look forward to through the week to spend for Ron, it's the AM. For me, it's the PM. Sure. I can't wait for Friday night. We're going to have some pizza. We're going to watch this together just like I would have back in the day. Absolutely, And man. that's the nostalgic yep. thing that I'm looking for Yeah. Uh, to share with my boys in this life. Well, plus, I think they realize now that if you drop it all at once, the, the phenomenon happened with me with like uh, Hunting of Hill House on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone was talking about it. I didn't have time to watch it then. Then the buzz died down. So I was like, I know I want to watch this eventually, but not right now since no one else is talking about it. So that, that drive for me to get in on the game went away. Where if you spread it out over four weeks or you know yeah. more, even longer yeah. than that, people are buzzing about it even longer, which gives you more time to make an appointment to actually get down there, catch up with everyone else so you can be part of the conversation. If the yeah. conversation's died before you even have a chance to watch it, then you know that it's like, well, it's going to be on there for years. I'll get around to it. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, it's, it's like it, it's like a, a flash in the pan. It, it burns hot, but it burns fast. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you know, like we were saying, you, you, you sit there and you bench it for eight fucking hours. I got to tell you, man, I you know, you get up, uh, you know, you, you – hit the bathroom maybe you don't pause it maybe you're not in you're not paying attention while watching a little bit yeah you're not you're not absorbing everything because i remember we did a cast before where we were talking about stranger things and i was like man i'm watching you know and i was like i don't even remember this from the fucking first season right right Mm -hmm. you know i was like oh fuck me i was like you know and then we had to go back kind of rewatch some things you know i'm currently rewatching uh vikings and and I was like, did I doze off during this, the first <laughs> round? I was like, I don't remember this scene at all, you know? So, you know, I, I, I think it's been a good experiment. I think for some people it's a great thing. It's just not for me. Yeah. So. And, I, and it's funny because we've been, Chris and I have been doing Umbrella Academy Season 2 the last couple podcasts, and we did the first eight episodes. And the problem was I was trying to get him to not binge it so we could, like. Experience it together. Experience it together. Yeah. And he was like, no, nah, can't do it. And he plowed through the whole thing in a day and a half. He's watched yeah. it twice. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, I, I, like, God bless you, dude. But I told him, I was like, I'm going to do it in two episode chunks. Yeah. I'm, I'll do two hours at a time. We'll do two. We'll yeah. do two sometimes, depending yeah. on the show. You get five I, movies, basically. Uh, yeah. A uh, house on... Or no, the the haunting the hill house. We we did it in like two hour episodes like that or something. And those things are so like slow and plotting in a good way that like you don't want to binge more, right? Or skeleton key or yeah, yeah. Yeah, You you want to see all the little. It has to sink in, like you know. We've been doing we've been doing TV rewatch uh, during the pandemic. Uh Uh, So uh, uh, I got to choose first, and I was like, I we haven't watched West Wing. I want to rewatch all the West Wing. So we did all seven seasons of that. Um, and then we jumped over to, what did we do next? Seven fucking seasons. Yeah, but we were doing it. I kind of forget this has been going off for about six months now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck, dude. And, and you know what we did? We did two hours a night. We just like, after Ronald and Andrew days. went to bed, we and you know, no commercials. So it's really, you're watching 
42 minutes on each end. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're really only yeah. watching an hour and 20 minutes of TV before you knock it out. Right. Um, now we've, uh, the wife chose, uh, we did The Office, I did Parks and Rec, uh, and then, <laughs> I love that shit. Uh, dude, and now we're on, uh, we're rewatching Friday Night Lights, which is like, I love uh, that show. Like, it's fantastic. Well, that was your, that was your teen years. Oh, that dude, was... but it's such a good show. Uh, yeah. But, but my point being is exactly that, which is like, we're not trying to watch one season in a night. Yeah. You know, it's 13 episodes yep. in a season. And, and, you know, 42 minutes, I'm like, we'll plow through a season in a week, basically, you know. Right. Yeah. And we don't do it every night, but it's, you know, you're doing, you know, my wife nights. And I, my wife and I, we just finished uh, Community. I love Community. Dude. It's, it's so, it's so The first three seasons are so awesome. Oh, there's good episodes in all the seasons, No, at season six, we were, I think we were by episode three, we were just like, we have to finish. <laughs> That's when I ditched out. I'm no, like, parachute six season is season, so bad. No, season six has the lawnmower man episode, which is like my one of that, my favorites. That dude. was that was it, it was entertaining, but season six is just so bad. It uh, season it, five has meow meow beans. Like meow yeah, meow beans well, yeah. is amazing, <laughs> and the floor is lava. Like come on, like no floor is lava. Floor is lava is season four. That's five. Is it? Okay, uh, well, don't even don't even come at me sideways. Season six sucked. Season six sucked. I am waiting for the movie, though. I'm still waiting for the <laughs> so, movie. So, uh, yeah, I, I love Community so much that after uh, uh, I bought the entire thing, it was like yeah, $14.99 yeah. on Amazon, so hmm. fuck it, you know, uh, six seasons. Of well, I'm rewatching American Horror Story right now. Oh, nice. The Steve was a big on American Horror Story. The first few seasons. and then You could definitely kinda, feel the taper. It just kind of lost me here and there for different reasons. Like, I felt, uh, for, for some reason, I thought uh, uh, Carnival. Freak Show. A Freak Show. The sound in it was terrible. Really? They should be fired. Okay. It, it was so, like, the, the background music was so overwhelming. I, I was having a hard time, like, making out the fucking the dialogue. dialogue. Yeah. Uh, well, that's also the full swing here, in the uh, music video territory. Like, there were so many musical numbers in that season. Yeah. I'm so sorry, just, did you say musical numbers? Yes. Yes. yes it had a lot of... It just the kinda, season three with uh, the coven had a, a couple with Stevie Nicks coming in and doing, like, some really long performances going, okay, can we cut the story happening but again? But it had a bunch of hot chicks wearing black, and I'm all in for that. <laughs> but then we got to season four, and it was Jessica Lange doing old uh, pop standards on a stage for half of the episodes. I gotta be honest dude I watched the first season and I was like five episodes in and I'm like this is kind of meandering and then it was like Kyle McLaughlin jerking off on a, a book or something and and I was like I just this is not for me I don't know who this is for, I, for but me, season two uh, season watch one, season two season one hooked me because I literally started watching it Halloween night nice. all right as I literally lived across the street from a hundred-year-old graveyard, enough. okay, I got you there. In I a like fucking hundred and twenty-something-year-old house, I tell you what, the spirits were fucking moving in my place that night. I ran up them motherfucking <laughs> stairs and dove in my bed like, holy shit, the goddamn motherfucking, the guy in the black latex suits fucking hanging on right. the ceiling. The, right I now. mean, there were some great visuals in that first season, <laughs> and I just... it had what's her name as that fucking maid. Holy <laughs> shit! And then when she was in Walking Dead, and she's like wearing jeans and a t-shirt, I was still like, I got the hot for her in the worst <laughs> way, dude. You know. I, yeah, I just that show was just never for me. But you know what? It's like it's quarantine. I could watch anything now. Season two, watch season <laughs> Ain't two. Ain't that the fucking truth? <laughs> you know, you so. know? Asylum is a, the, my favorite season. Uh, I'll give it another shot. Uh, I did watch all of Vikings though last year uh, uh-huh. when I was on the road. That yeah. became my um, my go to. Gotta in, tell uh, you that I've been, I've been watching it with my boys. Right, I'm in season two, and and Bjorn comes back, right, and uh, at some point that you know. Uh, uh, 
the village gets raided by some other Vikings, and Bjorn is all grown up the son, Ragnar's son. And Rolo, Ragnar's brother, he's going to sacrifice this guy. He's going to cut his head off. And, and Ragnar stops him and then hands the axe to his son, and then his son cuts his fucking dude's head off. And my seven-year-old son looks at me, Vincent, and goes, that was a good thing that he had his son cut his head off, Dad. <laughs> and I was like, God damn, son, I'm proud of you right now. <laughs> I was like, I whispered to him, I think you're the chosen one. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's been fun watching, watching Vikings with my boys. <laughs> good times, good times. Right? Yes, I agree. So uh, back to uh, our long circumvent uh, conversation there. Tron so, 3? Yeah, we're still talking about Tron 3 from the last episode. Literally the last episode. Jared Leto. Yes, Jared Leto. Uh, so Snyder Justice cut. League. Justice League. So Steve- I'm reluctant. But I know you hated the the la, the I one. I fucking passionately hated that fucking movie, man. I just right. was not enjoyed any aspect. Well, okay, I liked Cyborg. That's pretty cool to see him, you yeah, know, yeah. and stuff. But and I thought, whew, I thought man, I thought but it was I'll like Aquaman it. for the first time as well, like yeah. legitimately, you know. Yeah. Uh, but as I, I mean, at this point, like we're nerds, and I think we'll consume pretty much anything that's put out, you know. <sighs> yeah, I mean, but, but I, I, for me, it's more about like once again, like. I like Zack Snyder, and I like Zack Snyder's films. Hey, man, I liked fucking, I liked, you know, I'm a big hater of remakes. I liked his fucking Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, I, the only one he's made that I did not, like, really super enjoy was Sucker Punch. I thought Sucker Punch felt mm, like, yeah. it felt like a music video that never ended, you know? Uh, I like There's a lot of editing Punch, to that, too. But for different reasons. <laughs> I just, for me, it was like that movie, it just lacked a cohesive, I mean, I got it when it was all done, but it just lacked a good cohesive story for me, you know? Yeah. And I it love was his style over substance. style, dude. I, but he is yes, like, his most visual definitely. style is amazing, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mike, how about you? Uh, I'm basically looking at the first iteration of, of Justice League didn't happen, and I am going into this fresh eyes that's good like, that's good like this is yeah. a completely different movie this is not a you know expansion of the first one yeah. it's i am going to watch this like i didn't even see the first one i mean i think you have that's, to that's i think i think that is the best way to do it don't go in there with any expectations just expect to see a entirely new movie that you have never seen before yeah i mean, I mean if it, i could do that with suicide squad yeah yeah i right? could do it with this Fair right <laughs> yeah mike how about you man um yeah, I'm excited for. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, my I have some issues with the script of Justice League. I think you know the death of Superman and his return coming back, and you know the third freaking movie. I think is insane. Messiah. I want to see them exist without Superman for a longer period. If this is four hours, I'm going to see definitely a longer period without Superman. So I'm more okay with it because it's going to take its time more, as opposed to rushing through all these plot beats. Yeah. So I'm excited in that regard to kind of see this world fleshed out more and take its time. Um, I'm still thinking I'm going to have an issue with some of the actual plot points and structure happening in the film. Sure. But was, uh, it, was it earned is what you're going to ask. Oh, was yeah. it earned? <laughs> but I mean, I mean I, I'm definitely more excited. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm with Steve. Or Justice League is one of the worst films I've seen. So I, I just think that at a certain point what we've seen with the entire Snyderverse is that the audience has become more okay with these longer superhero films over time because we'd rather see one good fucking story as opposed to worry about selling tickets. Like, we as an audience, uh, Endgame proved that to me in Infinity War. Like, these are mm. not short movies. Yeah. And it's literally Infinity War and Endgame, they are one long movie. Yeah. They do not, like, when you watch them, you could literally watch Infinity War, flip it off, and go right to Endgame, and it, it, it 
the narrative goes straight fucking through. Yeah. And those two stories together are five hours. So I'm looking at like, okay, if they can do that with Marvel in five hours of that, why can't DC do a good Justice League movie over four? Well, our television has gotten so much better, and we're so used to long-form storytelling at this point, and how good it feels to watch characters develop naturally over time as opposed to trying to shove everything into 90 minutes or two hours. Jesus Christ. Do you guys ever watch a 90-minute movie now, and you're like, is there more? But see, look look at us us as comic readers. A, a, A comic arc... Could take us a year, a year yeah. to fucking, yeah. you know, a, fully a developed thing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, we're 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 kind of prepared for this. Sure, sure. And, and I think that we're the market that that they should be kind of marketing to. to yeah, yeah. Where the square community, you know, they ask for. They're the ones who, when McDonald's asks, "What do you want?" and they give their input, and then they produce garbage. Right. And it's the same with the movies. You look for their input, and you're going to get garbage movies. Right, right. And, and we're looking for something more. We're looking for more character ve- development. We're looking for more stories. I want to see more character development the first time, so I don't have to watch a fucking prequel. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm I don't okay want to go that. back. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm here right now. Okay. <laughs> you know, let's go forward. Let's not go back. I, I, you know? I definitely so, agree with that. I'll fill you. You on know, that. I now, mean, and that that's what I'm I'm looking for. I, so I don't mind these. Lo- I mean, look at fucking Harry Potter. I mean, it's. 17 movies it feels like it <laughs> you know so i mean we've literally watched as kids grow up from little kids right. to teenagers now i i'm all for the the long drawn out natural progression of character development sure. i love it but i do miss a good music montage well you gotta gotta have a montage yeah show that nine month progression in a nice two minute montage I, let's just say that there's never been a greater montage though than rocky training for rocky four like that dude running up a snowy mountain and like carrying a fucking right. log and like you're like i still play it in my headphones when i'm fucking hitting the gym okay? i love it dude love it all right so uh uh speaking of uh slow burns um, we got to talk about, I think, my new favorite show that's uh, premiering right now, which is Lovecraft Country. Oh, yes. uh, so, Mike, I know you didn't get around to watching Jones. it. No, I Jones, have not. Yeah. I have not seen it yet. Uh, but the, uh, go ahead. I'm not worried. It's fine. About no, no, no. Because I know Chris had watched it, and he uh, he told, and I'll tell you what he told me in the garage on his way out. Uh, because he showed up, and we don't have five mics. We only have four set up today in the out, in the beautiful outdoor California cabana poolside here. Yes, here at IB Studios. So. I love it. <laughs> well, considering this is how we're going to be recording for the not too uh, distant future, uh, I think this works out great. I, I would prefer that when I show up, there be a nice cheese tray uh, and, and some grapes. If, if Zeus, maybe if you are not in the cabana, I, I'll set up some beers in the uh, the beautiful knockoff Yeti cooler I have out here, <laughs> and we can. Uh, it's the pure outdoor adventure gear. Yeah, so we bought this from a company called Monoprice, and it is a perfect Yeti knockoff, except for the fact that their fucking logo does not stay. They did not put good adhesive. On it, and it's it literally a crappy sticker. It, it, I'm just gonna peel the fucking thing off because right. brand loyalty. And just is get not a right sharpie there. and write Yeti, <laughs> Yeti. on it. All right, so let's talk Lovecraft Country. So yes. this, uh, this show on HBO, 
Um, it, it just premiered last Sunday. So if you're not on board yet, you still got a chance to catch the premiere. Um, I, I'm a big Lovecraft uh, fan as Huge. far as like the books go and his reading. Uh, I grew up sort of like my first horror was Lovecraft. Um, it, it's that and like Friday the 13th. But, you know, it's like this stuff really brought me into uh, Stephen King, essentially. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to go to Mike on this one first. So, uh, Mike, what were your first inclinations when you went to go watch the show like- i've been so excited for this i mean i remember I bought, I bought the book about six months ago not realizing it was going to be made into a television uh, series so i was excited for this thing i actually went to go try to watch it after the fact and i could only get the on-demand spanish version <laughs> <laughs> so a little pissed at that then <laughs> como <laughs> so i was like emerald come in like let's watch this like you're gonna like it it's so got black can, people. You love black people. So she can translate for you. <laughs> yes. So I actually had to go buy the seven or get the uh, the, the the seven day uh, week long uh, trial subscription to watch this online. So I, I did that. And I had to cancel. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I it's a great great. I love taking Lovecraft because obviously he has some racism issues and things like that which have really kind of become part of the forefront of the conversation I bet they touch on that in the show definitely one of the first things they talk about and I love the dialogue with it is he's telling this story to this woman on the bus and about John Carter from Mars John Carter from Mars and she's like wait he's an ex-confederate like he can't be a hero and and he basically says you know people are like stories that they're not perfect but you just try to cherish them no matter what right and I'm like I love that like don't forget it but at the same time you could still enjoy the story yeah no no one's perfect yeah. yeah, we touched on this in our, our, our personal conversation. You know, it's very easy for people to go ahead in 2020 be um, armchair quarterbacks for history. Fair enough. Okay? Yeah. To sit here and say, I wouldn't be this way. Or I wouldn't have been that way uh, almost 100 years ago. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't buy it. It's bullshit. Okay? I, I mean, you can never it's know. Just the way, you, yeah. It's unfor- it's, uh, as unfortunate as it is. It's just the way things fucking right. were. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And and to sit here and try to be so self righteous is crap. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft is uh, the forefront of like modern horror in ways that most people don't even realize that they've been watching it. Yeah, yeah. For many years. It inspired the thing, basically. You we were talking about the thing earlier. It yeah. inspired a lot of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Okay. It inspired big time with the Hellboy movies. Oh yeah. Um. A lot of that stuff that you guys see out there has been H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. Reanimator was a big one. Yeah. I mean, Del Toro has been kicking around the Mountains of Madness for several years now. Um, so there, it's it's been out there. And the dude, uh, and I'm glad you're all so fucking woke now that you you know who H.P. Lovecraft is. For sure. You know how much of a fan I am. I've got Cthulhu tattooed on the front yeah. of my fucking leg. Um, I was super excited about this movie, but I. Or not movie, but the series. Quite frankly, I missed the premiere last weekend. I just completely forgot about it, and I caught it just on a whim. I put the boys to bed, and I'm flipping around, and I said, holy fuck, it's on. I'm watching it. And, and it's got, like, to me, one of the, the, the best openings to, like, <sighs> you're like, okay, you're not, if you don't know who Lovecraft is and what he's about... Like, you get that opening dream sequence. Oh, yeah, the yes. war scene that comes into color. Yes, and, and it's like you're watching, you know, War of the Worlds with the Martians, and then you turn around, and it's like uh, they're running around through the, you know, World War II uh, uh, fighting shit, and then you turn around, and it's fucking Cthulhu, and then Jackie Robinson hits him with the bat and kills him, but he comes back to life, and you're like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but this is amazing. <laughs> I'm walking out of the street, and somebody turned around the corner, hit me in the face, 
Martin Luther the King. <laughs> but what I For love all about of you it too, that was from Coming to America. Yes. Thank you very much. What I love about it is the fact that uh, Lovecraft draws so much on making the impossible seem realistic because he puts so much uh, anecdotal evidence and kind of like builds like, oh, this was a story passed on from so-and-so. They went on an Arctic expedition, things yeah. like that. And this show does the very same thing where they're like, oh, we're trying to discover our lineage. And it's like Arkham we know is a made-up place, but this place Ardham, Right. Spelled differently is right. a real place, and yeah. so like, like that's not of, a K, that's a D. Yeah, yeah. so like, they're basically yeah. taking yeah. all this stuff from Lovecraft and applying the same kind of things that Lovecraft did of trying right. to make it these fantastical things seem like no, this is actually real. This is actually a place you can go to. Well, and I think the horrors of of Lovecraft are tied into that reality, and by juxtaposing like the horrors of real life, you know, yeah, of racism of the, and being the outsider. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And, and when he asked him what's a sundown town, it, oh. uh, like that, I mean, that was yeah. real shit. Yes, and people don't know about that and in fact uh uh locally palm springs like everybody knows palm springs right palm springs was a sundown town and that's where the city of beaumont came from because mm. all of the black people were not allowed in palm springs after seven o'clock at night so all the labor force the cleaners the cooks and everything they had to jam the fuck out of town and the the line that they drew was beaumont and that's yeah. why beaumont became this black community and it's like that shit was real and it's like our mo modern people they don't even know like they don't even know how fucking terrible especially it was. here on the west coast oh yeah man and, but it's like one of these things where when that when he's like this is sundown county and they're like we got to get the fuck up out of here it sets in seven or eight minutes. Like now, that was okay. a tense moment. All right, yeah. so and we I, can't I speed honest, out of here either. Like, and I gotta go back and watch it again because um, I did not watch it with the wife. Sure, and, and she wants to see it. When he got out of the car, I don't remember seeing him hold a fucking shotgun. He was, yeah. Was he? Yeah, yeah. Because all of a sudden it was up on his shoulder, yeah, and I was yeah. like, Yeah, he came out with the shotgun. Initially. At first, I was like, I think they just fucked something up. <laughs> I don't remember him. Okay, so I'll go back and, yeah, yeah. and watch it again. No, I he had they, it when he got out of the car. Fucked up the scene. But you know, actually, HBO. Excuse me. Um. They've been doing Lovecraft since about the early 90s. Yeah. Anybody remember seeing Cast a Deadly Spell? I do. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, there was two of them. We talked about, you talked about yeah. that on the show. Remember? I, said, yeah. I love these fucking shows, yeah. man. They're super cool, dude. So, you know. Uh, it's You know why? Because uh, Lovecraft as horror is uh, edgy. Oh, it's edgy yes. in a way that a, a square modern audience, even any audience, is not ready for. Because the right. way the way it's a lot of body horror. The stuff that he was writing about at that period of yeah, time yeah. was twisted. Fuck yeah, it's twisted. way out there, man. Well, it's it, so hard to adapt too, because yeah. a lot of it is you can't fight Cthulhu, you can't fight these old ones. It's the sh the sheer fact that they're out there and they don't even care about us is what makes it terrifying. Right. It drives people to madness in these stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just to look upon it, just. They just go insane. Just so, how insignificant know. we are. What Chris so. said, though, is he said the uh, he's like, yeah, the first half hour was slow. Yes. Like, it was very slow, but it was also setting up the world. Meeting so, the like characters. I said, meeting all it, the characters. We yeah. got, you got to flesh these fucking yeah. things out, man. But our three main characters, or really it was our four main characters, because it was the sister, uh, and I, I'm sorry, I don't have anybody's names. No, that's no. okay. Uh, it's a brand new show. I've watched literally an hour of it uh, at this point. Um but as we go through and we meet all the characters from the show, uh, we, we get a sense of them. And then they go on this road trip where yeah. they're going to go and try and find this guy, the lineage for our lead character and his family. His father's disappeared. Yeah, and, and which is taking them to uh, uh, Pennsylvania, I believe, is where they were heading to. Uh, uh, it, was I it was Massachusetts. Like, oh, was it? Yeah, Massachusetts. Like there we Lovecraft go. country. There we go. Sorry. I just, yeah, wrong state. No <laughs> uh, credits. Uh, oh, uh, so, but they go on this road trip from basically Illinois all the way to Massachusetts. And the, the terror as they be, continue to go on the trip 
like you begin to go through it and you're like, oh, and like well, yeah, they're using the green book to find a safe place to eat. Yeah. And they realize like, oh, it's a red brick diner. But this one's the right place, but it's painted white. And they realize, wait, why was the White House painted white? Because they, <laughs> they burnt it down. Yeah. And then 1812. Yeah. yeah and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, shit, we got to get out of this diner now. And he pulls it up and the floor is all burned out. And then it becomes this giant chase. And it just like the amount of like tension. Yeah. And at this point, we've seen very little in the there's, way of there's no like, supernatural. supernatural. Yet. You're yeah. just like, what am I watching here? You know? And then when they they go out into the forest at one point, because uh-huh. uh, they're searching for something, I, and I, I wasn't clear to me what they were. They were trying to for. find the road. Basically, they knew this place existed. Oh, Arden. on the map, yeah. but there was no road to it. But there was like a footbridge that led to it. Mm-hmm. So they kept driving down this highway, and they could not see where this bridge was. So they thought maybe we missed it. It's overgrown. Right. So they were walking around out there, and that's when the cop shows up. So the cop shows up and basically is like, "You got seven minutes till." sundown and if you're in town in seven minutes it's my you know god-given right to shoot you and if you speed i'm gonna pull you over yeah so and it, so it becomes this really super fucking tense moment and then they get out and right as they get across the county line there's a, a roadblock of other cops waiting for them and so they pull them all out and they're gonna take them in the forest because they were looking for some somebody that was robbing something it was like something not related to these people mike and then they're in the forest. They got him down on the ground, and they're going to shoot him or whatever. And it's and, tense. Like, you don't know how they're going to get out of this. No, no clue. And then all of a sudden, the Cthulhu vampires show up. The Shoggoths. Yeah, and they are – they are – It is the one thing with H.P. Lovecraft's writing is good luck pronouncing the fucking names <laughs> of these monsters um, yes. in it. I mean, it's a lot of whys. Right, right. You know? <laughs> so, uh, um, but – all of a sudden, it turns into this horror movie. And there was one other uh, moment where uh, they were being chased by the rednecks out of the, yeah. the burned-out town where this, like, n- really nice, like, car, uh, you see it coming, and it looks like it's going to cut him off, and they outrun it. And she jumps in front of the truck, and the truck, like, hits an invisible force field and does, and like, just this flips them out. Yeah. Kills everybody. Um, so you, that was, like, your first inkling, like, oh, okay, like, that's interesting. Uh, but then when you get into the forest, like, they're running through the nighttime. Yeah. Uh, they find, like, an old cabin. Uh, one of the dudes, like, gets, like, infected. Yeah. That's like it ripped into him, you know? Yeah. But there's blood fucking everywhere. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's arms all over the fucking <laughs> ground and shit. You know, people are like exploding. Yeah, I got fucking see awesome. This. It's and, kind of know. amazing. And then it's like uh, they go. The one guy's like, these are they're like vampires, and uh, um, they don't like the light. You know, so they like make an agreement. And but the one guy that got bit on the side, they're all, oh shit, what happens when a vampire bites another vampire? And uh-huh. they look over, and the dude's starting to like change into one of these things. Turning like yeah. into a uh, Sam Raimi it's, movie it's in there. Really yeah. Cool, like, man. all of a sudden, like, the horror elements, like, if the storytelling's gonna be this good all the way through, like, I'm fucking in. Oh, like, absolutely. I had no yeah. expectations. I had just seen, like, a little bit of the preview, and then I watched it, and I watched it late at night, because my wife will not watch anything like that, and my son is, <laughs> like, the two of them are like, you know how I have my, like, I'm all, oh my god, I gotta get up and leave the room. Like, Elena had, she's like, I had night terrors as a child watching Ghostbusters. And I'm all, okay, oh, I don't know geez. who you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, she won't watch Alice in Wonderland because she thinks it's too scary. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but this show, it's like. a pretty effective contact lenses that Johnny Depp is wearing. Oh, uh, yeah, very scary, very scary. Uh, no, she just, the cartoon scare, like, bothers her. The Tolkien Wood, man, the scary oh, shit. Man. Like, bothers her to her that core, shit dude. on acid. I mean, <laughs> I, I heard somebody watch it on acid. I, I, you know. So, uh, are we, what do we think, man? Is this, like, I'm like, excited you've read for the I'm, book, I'm, so. I'm I have not read in. the book. I own the book, but I've not read it yet. I'm going to start reading it alongside Was it. Was it in Spanish as well? Or? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> An Espanol. That reminds me of that. Have you ever played Bananagrams? 
No. So it's a game where it's like a like Scrabble tiles, and yeah. uh, you like spread them all out, and you flip them over, and you try to spell words. So for Christmas one year, we had played Bananagrams with some friends, and I bought it for Elena, and we opened it up, and we started playing it the first time, and I had bought the fucking Spanish one. <laughs> that, like Enya, and <laughs> she's well, all the she, letters had little weird squiggly yeah, marks all, above them. She's all I don't remember an R being in the. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> and then about, and we got like halfway through our first oh, game, and I'm like, ah, shit. Oh, shit, I think this that's, is the Spanish version. Look at genius. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, so what are your feelings, Mike? I'm excited. I, I hope it doesn't go too far in. I want it to stay grounded. I want it to stay the grit that we're, I remember they had a tr preview at the end of like coming sure. this season, and you can see like there's a commune and things like that. So I don't want it to go too far into like the supernatural or I want it to stay supernatural but not too far into the fantasy realm I want it to have that kind of grounded feel or at least ease into that uh, fantasy world so I'm just hoping they take their time with it. I, I'm excited so well, far. The first episode, they definitely took their time. They did. Like that and was like, an earned. Well, I mean, third I act. mean, and they, one and they, of the big things in the in the Lovecraft stuff are these cults. Yes. Of worshippers of the old ones. So to go ahead and not include that, it's. You're, you're not going to be true to the sword. Oh, right. definitely. Right. I know. They so. think they should have the cults. And I think they're doing a smart thing, obviously, by not making the cults like Lovecraft's cults were these crazy, you know, savage kind of communities. And instead of it's, it's a. a oh, well, you don't know that yet. We don't know it yet, but. <laughs> I'm all that. It could still be coming, you know. So. Um, uh, but, Steve, how about you? Like, I, I Man, mean, I'm, I'm fucking. I was in at the name. Like, this is like right up your this alley. This is exactly what I've been waiting for. I was very excited about it. Um, to me, some of the, the, the things that made Chris uncomfortable do not make me uncomfortable, not because I condone them in any way. It's because it's, it's true to the time period. Sure, sure. Um, and, and I don't like to sugarcoat shit. No. And I think that it should be seen. I think and he was talking more from, like, where I come from, which is, like, it was tense, like, is what he was telling me. I could just see Ron just fucking walking no. back and forth. And, and like, like, this is my... Ice water. Here's the thing. This is my kind of <laughs> horror. Like, I enjoy the thing. Like, that doesn't yes. cause tension to me. Weirdly, I'm, like... Uh, um, I hate when people are like, I'm an empath because that's not, I don't, I think that's bullshit. But for me, it's like, I, I'm very like, as an actor, like I allow myself to get drowned in the moment. Mm -hmm. So like, I have to pause the fucking office because Steve Carell bothers me so much. Are you serious? I, yeah. Like really? when he get there are certain episodes where I'm like, I am so uncomfortable uh, right now because I am living this moment and uh -huh. I don't, I need to get up and walk away. But like shit like this, I, I it doesn't bother me. I like me. the fantastical. It, for yeah. me, what scares the fuck out of me Hand the rocks the cradle. Oh yeah, shit like that. Identity, like I think Will Smith did one too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where they fatal attraction. That stuff is horror to me because it's real. <laughs> exactly, it could really happen. It could really happen. It does happen, and that scares the fuck out now, of me. <laughs> now, I also I have a problem with like confined spaces movies. So like the, mm, the descent. The descent was like uh, I, really that rough. Had to, I watched that as though it was like a Quibbly film. In I'm not a increments. small guy, so <laughs> the idea of trying to shuffle my way oh, through fuck, pitch no. blackness. Yeah. Oh fuck me, nope, not gonna yeah, do it. Stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. Like the Blair Witch was super effective on me. Yeah, absolutely. I like, loved it. I, I, I loved it too. Because we've all been lost in the woods. <laughs> I mean, if you've gone camping at some point, like, you you get turned around and you're like, where the fuck am I right now? I remember yeah. we went on a hike one time. We went camping, and uh, my buddy Bob and I, and we were, like, we hiked up to this peak, and it was, like, probably, like, a five-mile hike from where we were staying in this little, like, you know, hunting cabin. Um, and we got turned around on the way back, and we had left early in the morning, and it was dark when we were heading back. Mm -hmm. And right as it got dark, we found the road. 
And we were like, oh, shit. Thank and you God. have that panic. I remember I was doing the mist trail in Yosemite. Like, it's a Dude, trail. Yeah. And we what. were trying to get back before the bu- the last bus was gone. And we were hurrying down as the sun was setting. And it was like this tense little moment. Yeah. And then my mom freaking sprained her ankle. So we're yeah. like hobbling at like I mean, half speed. Steve and I know about getting we're, lost on a trail. We're, we're coming down. You know, there was three of us coming down from, uh, from the San Jacinto Peak. And one of us got hurt. And we were already behind the time frame. And uh, I said, it's going to get dark. And I'll tell you what, it got fucking dark and it got real, real fast. And the whole time I'm like, all right, I got to be cool. Just he's, keep your head. That's he's it. hurt mm. badly mm. and we need to get off this fucking mountain. And I'll tell you what, there were a few times I fucking, you know, you turn that switch back and you're like, you're waiting for the to see those eyes in the fucking darkness. Yeah. You know, and the whole time I'm like. Something or someone is watching us, motherfuckers. <laughs> be cool. Be cool. Right. Walk big. And the whole time, man, your heart's is fucking racing, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, okay, the hurt one, he's going to die first. He can't run. <laughs> I don't got to be faster than the bear. The second one, he's not very fucking fast. You're in pretty good shape. You got a pretty good fucking head on your shoulders. You might be able to get off this fucking mountain. Sure, sure. They're going to die, but God damn it. They'll die epically. <laughs> we will remember them, right? <laughs> we'll donate the proceeds. Your to- sacrifice. <laughs> All right. Well, for those listeners at home, jump on Lovecraft Country because we are definitely going to be talking about this one going forward. Yes. Um, it's it's we're in this weird time where there's not a ton of weekly stuff. So when we get something new that's genre relig- uh, related, like you should be watching it because guess what? This is what we are going to. This discuss. is our new Walking yeah. Dead chat. Well, yeah. I mean, at, at this point, it's like we do have new mutants coming out next week. Bill and Ted's going to be coming out here in the next week. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm I'm fucking Mulan. excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I am paying thirty dollars for a movie that I saw twenty listen, years man, ago. Listen, man, I got to be honest. I, I've talked about this on other podcasts too before. I, I'm just not very interested in these Disney's the live action live action. Yeah. My their, dad's excited for Mulan because like it looks like one of those movies, um, Asian wirework kind of things that he loves. To me, it's a remake. Yeah, the wife is excited. So. But anyways, get on board with Lovecraft Country. Uh, uh, let's wrap it up right there, you guys. This has been an amazing episode. Good times, guys. Good to have Steve back. Uh, Good to be back. Uh, we will be doing jumping into this again uh, next weekend. Uh, and I'm going to start releasing the podcast since we're recording the weekends. We used to release on uh, uh, Fridays and Thursdays, but we're going to just focus on Monday releases. So we'll do a Monday AM release from here on out for the Nerd Life Crisis. Every Wednesday, you guys will be able to get whatever the uh, the new show is that we're dropping and right now we're still doing my life as uh mike you can enjoy the last uh, couple episodes yeah we were talking oh, about I'm, it, so. I'm loving my life as it's the the last two that you were talking to uh, to the uh the the puppeteer one, and uh the sonnet man i i i'm like i want to hear another episode with each of them i i could listen to their stories all day well we got super interesting people i you're you've found some good so, people to talk to we've got a uh, the next one coming up is uh somebody we all know uh our our buddy josh degroat uh yep. he has a very interesting he is a wholesale uh marijuana salesman yes and has been for the better part of of a decade at this he, point he's at the forefront yeah of it. um and this is a guy that's been on the cover of high times a number of times so if you're not catching up with this podcast uh the whole point of it 
it is I'm going out into the world and I'm talking to interesting regular people and just going like, hey, tell me about your life. What's it like? What's it like to be you? Um, we got some good episodes coming up. Uh, I've got a DEA agent friend that's going to be coming up later in the season. Uh, I, I did an episode with my dad, of all people, uh, talking about what it's like to be a mortgage broker for 40 years. Yep. Um, he's got some really interesting stories, you know. Um, but it's just like one of these things where we're just getting out there and talking to fun people. So check it out. Uh, my life has three dots, dot, 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 a podcast. Uh, and you can subscribe to it uh, on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever podcasts are listened to. Uh, we still have the first season of Fix It in the Mix out there. Um, and we got uh, Mike, Mike, and Mickey coming soon. They're sitting here getting ready to talk about we, the We got to hash that out, the, the formula. Uh, well, yeah. uh, we already know what it is. We, we've, we've got an idea. We just got to start recording. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um, uh, once again, I am Jackie Robinson killing Cthulhu. I am the Batman. I'm letting my kids watch the thing. And I'm the Polka Dot Man. <laughs> and we hope you guys are having a nerd life crisis. Music for the Nerd Life Crisis podcast is provided by Big Papa and the TCB. All music available at bptcb.com or at iTunes. The Nerd Life Crisis is recorded at the Inland Blue Studios. Make sure to subscribe to the Nerd Life Crisis at iTunes and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Nerd Life Crisis. This episode of the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast is brought to you by IB Comics. IB Comics, the home of great creator-driven stories for people of all ages, including Legba's Juke Joint. The first book of a nine-book series is available now and tells the story of American music from the blues to the present. The series examines the values of American society and for what we as people are willing to trade our soul. The book has been called Smart and Clever by Mark Wade of The Flash and Superman and Raw, Honest, and Profoundly Human by Stephen Frank, the creator of Silver and the animator on The Iron Giant. The book is available now at www.ibcomics.com. IB Comics, the home of great stories. 